Welcome to the Bookworthy Podcast. I'm children's author Valerie Fentress, and we are here to talk about kid lit that's good for your kids' hearts and souls. Kid lit ranges from ages birth to teens, so there's a lot of shelf space to cover. Today, we are talking with Kelly McKinney about her middle grade book, Jeff Pennett's Guide to Raising Happy Parents. Welcome to Bookworthy, Kelly. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. It's a pleasure to have you with us. But to start us off, you need to answer one fun little question. What is the most memorable Halloween costume you wore or your Uh kids wore? Oh my goodness. I have a couple, but the one that pops into my mind when my son was in fourth grade, he loved the video game Plants vs. Zombies. And so I made a paper mache, a giant paper mache zombie head and outfitted him with an old brown jacket from, um, from my dad and sent him off to school in this giant zombie. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it was too big to actually go through some of the um, elementary school doorways. So it didn't quite, um, Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. There's that one. And then when I was in fourth grade, um, I loved clowns, um, mostly because they scared my brother. And and so I did the full like polyester clown costume and white makeup. And um, yeah, so that was that was fun. I think that's one of those classic Halloween costumes that almost every, you know, kid has to experience once is the clown costume. Yeah. And I look back at the photos from, from my fourth grade. I'm like, Oh no, that's terrifying. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm not sure what my kids are dressing up as this year. So we'll, we'll see. It's usually either really planned out or it's last minute. And (laughs) yeah, they all love dressing up. (laughs) No, mine is off in college now. So I'm hoping that he sends me a picture of whatever it is he, he ends up in. Hopefully he stays safe and has fun at the same time, right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, Kelly, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Well, um, I am a, let's see, I've been married for 24 years this fall. Um, My husband is a Houston native by way of Oklahoma, and um, we have a a almost 19-year-old son who is, as I just said, he's um, off in his first year of college. So that has brought a lot of change in our little household. So I'm officially an empty nester, which is so weird. <laughs> you are um, wearing it well, I will say. Oh, thank, you. thank you so much. It's, um, yeah, God has been good to us, you know. Um, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to this next chapter of, of our lives. I'm sure. It'll be interesting. As a Texas native myself, what college did your son go off to? He went to Abilene Christian. So okay. I had a cousin that went there. Oh, so really? his, Yeah. So she lived in Abilene and went to ACU uh, quite a while ago, but <laughs> <laughs> heard good things. So Yeah, it's been great so far. Very fun. Well, your book, Jeff Pennett's Guide to Happy Parents, is a fun middle grade book about Jeff. Can you tell us a little bit about Jeff and what brings him to write such a guide for happy parents? Oh, goodness. Well, Jeff, um, bless his heart. Jeff is in that stage of childhood where you know you go from being kind of the center of 
of um, of your world to realizing that other people have um, feelings and um, needs and wants. And, um, and so when his, this is about him kind of his eyes opening to that and um, you know, Ephesians, sorry, not Ephesians, Philippians two verses three talks about doing nothing from selfish ambition or empty conceits, but think of others uh, as more important than yourselves. And so that's the verse that kind of guided me through Jeff's growth is um, how he learns to do just that with the help of his parents and some friends and, um, and a teacher, a very important teacher and the memories of his grandmother. So those are so fun. I must tell you in reading some of your book, I felt like you were in my living room because I have an 11 year old and I, (laughs) and if, just totally all the antics that Jeff gets into is literally what goes on in my home. My 11 year old is right now in charge of trash. And I know there's a scene at the beginning where there was a trash incident and I'm just like, yeah, "Yeah, that's happened in my home. (laughs) So I felt seen as a parent reading that book. (laughs) Now, Kind of one of the motivations of Jeff is that he wants to go to GamerCon. So video games is kind of his motivation for mo- most of his actions in the book. As a mom of boys, how did that experience of raising a boy that probably loved video games too uh, help you write in, from Jeff's point of view? Well, I have to say, um, I mean, my my son is a, a little bit like Jeff in that he has um, a lot of varied interests and he um, he is interested in them very intently, you know. Um, but I think as far as video, like I, I enjoyed, I grew up with video games as well. And learning to moderate is an important skill. And um, so I kind of, I looked through it. There, there have been many times... Um, in in my son's raising where we've we've had discussions about you know this is time to there are times for everything and this is not the time for the video games i feel like i'm maybe not answering your question no you're doing a great job no it's just kind of one of those uh video games is this big draw to kids and has become a very big social element for kids and i thought it was really neat to see jeff struggling with that as Mm -hmm. I know as I as a parent struggle with managing my kids screen time as well and so I really appreciated that perspective because it does get overwhelming it does and I think um this was written during the beginning months of COVID and when being online was the only way that my son could connect with his friends and you know, I've, I felt that struggle, you know, that, that tension of, even though he was older at the time, you know, wanting to encourage him to do something else, but also knowing how important being connected to other people really is. And so half the time when he was on his headsets, he, they really weren't playing, they were just talking. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's hard to know where that line is. And um, I tried to authentically show that struggle. Um, I hope I, I hope I did it. <laughs> I feel you did because it's kind of living my life day by day is I, watching my kids 
having to make those decisions that, hey, is your obedience more important than this game? When mm -hmm. I say it's time to turn off and it's just, it's, I don't know. Like, honoring in that moment, you yes. know, making sure that you are honoring your, you know, honoring your mother and father. Um, mm -hmm. That's, there's many discussions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot. Now, as uh, Jeff goes through this story, as he tries to um, make his parents happy so he can get to GamerCon, what is his big light bulb moment as he um, discovers kind of what does make a happy parent? Yeah, I think, um, you know, this book actually was written to, to be read together in, in a lot of ways. And I think as a parent, when you read through it, you see lots of little moments that ought to be light bulb moments, but they don't end up being that. And um, I don't want to give too much away, but I, I think it, it has a, it builds to where Jeff doesn't have anything left to lose. And um, at least in his mind, he doesn't have anything left to lose. And so um, that moment of, of, realizing that it's more important to humble yourself. Um, I, I think it happens close to when he recognizes that he actually does enjoy spending time with his parents and he actually does enjoy that relationship. And that's an important relationship. Um, I, I think that's when the light bulb turns on is when his heart and his, his mind are both opened at the same time. Very neat. It's what is it? What we as parents hope our kids experience yeah. at any moment, please. <laughs> and we're tested a lot, aren't we? And I think with kids, they don't, it, at least it, for Jeff, he took the tests personally and, um, and his pride was a little bit of an issue as it is with all of us. Right. I mean, we're, we're all, um, we all struggle with those things. And so I really wanted to, to give him an authentic moment to, to recognize, you know, okay, I'm the problem here. It, it's me. I, I'm the problem. <laughs> um, and I hope that comes across. And you know, really, there's so many things in this book where I feel like, um, you know, I wanted to write something that I could have used as a, as a parent of a young, of a young boy and reading, we read with our son until he was well into high school. And, um, you know, that you, that will spark those conversations of, you know, what, what should he have done in this moment? What do you think, you know, he was feeling, you know, do you ever feel like that? You know, those sorts of conversations, I think, can bring families closer together, which is really, you know, one of the goals of this book. So. Very fun. And I, I really think you've done that just to, you know, help, what is it, parents see a kid's perspective and a kid's to see the parents perspective in the situation that Jeff is going through. And I really enjoyed that. Okay. Now there's one character, Miss Petty, who is their science teacher. And I really loved her. I was like, every kid should have a Miss Petty in their life. And I was wondering, did you have a Miss Petty teacher that encouraged creativity and curiosity in your schooling? I, I was fortunate to have several Miss Petties, um, but the ones that stand out in my mind um, it was my third grade teacher and she, her, her name was Mrs. Marquet. And Mrs. Marquet was the kind of teacher where um, 
So, so I, my dad traveled a lot when I was, when I was young and, oh, I cried. I cried when my dad would, would go. And, you know, you imagine this eight-year-old girl <laughs> in your classroom struggling to kind of keep it together. Sometimes um, she would, she was so encouraging and she was so respectful um, and would often, you know, tell me to think about, you know, how my dad feels when he's, when he's off someplace else. And not only does he have me to miss, but he has my mom and, and my siblings. And um, she would encourage me to think of different ways to, to spend my time and to, and to different things to think about. Um, and often there, I remember one time um, I was having our time and she gave me um, my favorite book, which is Charlotte's Web. It still is Charlotte's Web. And said, why don't you, why don't you distract, you know, go read, read a good story. And okay, thank you. I mean, I think every teacher has, um, has a student like me at one point or another. (laughs) And the good ones really know, like you said, to channel creativity and to be respectful and kind. And um, she looked after me. There's a scene in, um, in Jeff Pennant where she seeks him out. The te- Miss Petty seeks him out in the library, and I was actually thinking of Mrs. Marquette when I wrote that, um, because that's exactly what she would do. She would kind of check in on on me and other people as well. So, I love how teachers have that impact. I have several teacher friends, and they say, you know, come the end of the year, it's they basically build a family over the course of a year, and then they have to say goodbye to their family, and so that's it's just so like, hard. oh. But, you know, teachers have just an amazing power to influence little hearts and minds and to help you help you grow and to understand your world a little better. And I love that. And you said Charlotte Webb is your one of your favorite books. Yes, it is. Yes. (laughs) Now, which character do do you love the most out of that book? Um, I wanted to be Fern Arable so badly. I I really did um, because I I love animals and I um, I don't know just the way she she was just on fire to save his little life and and I loved that so I always wanted to be her yeah she's such a great character of both compassion caring and Spitfire oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like every girl wants to be a little bit of both of those <laughs> so fun now. You say on your website that you were a corporate marketer before wandering off to be a children's author. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Absolutely. Well, um, so early on, I when I graduated college, um, you know, was looking for a job, and I got so lucky and landed my dream job right out of the gate, um, working for the Oklahoma Arts Institute in public relations, and then from there, um, I took a little jump back to college and met my husband. But uh, after that, I've been working, or I had been working for um, Sprint and Walmart and um, just in brand marketing and advertising. And it's funny because you would think that I would be great at marketing my own book, but it's so different. It's so different when you're, you're marketing something that's not yourself. Um, right. There's a, like a distance and yeah. like, this is mine. And it, you kind of want people to find it, but you don't want people to find it because they find out so much about you in, in your books too. Right. Yeah. Well, and I also, I mean, I came to Christ a little later in life and I, 
I felt really conflicted about what I was doing in advertising. I felt like maybe trying to get people to covet is not enough to, to want to buy a product. It isn't the way to go about things. And, um, and I was, I was really, really fortunate in that I was able to, to leave the corporate world and to start freelance writing, um, around that same time. It was, God does such amazing things. It's timing Um, is perfect, right? Absolutely. Always is. Too fun. That's what I did. Um, So marketing was kind of your, you know, vein for a long time. Was there anything inside you as a kid that wanted to be a writer one day? Oh my gosh. I wrote my first book before I knew how to spell my name. I always knew I, when I, when I was very little, I always knew I wanted to write a book someday because I loved reading. I, I loved reading. I still do. And um, I, I knew I, I doubted myself a lot for a very long time. You know, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Um, but God is gracious and um, gave me a lot of practice, you know, a lot of practice, a lot of trial and error, a lot of failure, um, and probably still some more failure to go through, but, uh, his way is best. And I'm so, so grateful. Too sweet. Now, do you remember what that first book was about? I do. In fact, um, it was about a cowboy named Sam who had some dubious moral qualities because he, uh, I think he robbed a bank. He helped rob a bank. And then decided that, yeah, he was going to keep the money and, and go run away into the desert somewhere. And yeah, it was about a cowboy. It sounds like you enjoy a, f- a fun character that has to discover things on his own. So I can see a little bit of Jeff in that, or a little bit of that cowboy in Jeff too. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. Yes. <laughs> too fun. Well, um, what was it? What is kind of... I think we've talked about this a little bit, but if if you had kids walk away from your book with one message, what would you want them to walk away with? Um, to honor your mother and father and to put other people and their needs before your own. Um, and maybe listen to your grandmother once in a while. <laughs> we forget how important those older minds and hearts are to us, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> Even as adults sometimes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> So fun. Well, what has been the most impactful or inspirational book in your life, Kelly, other than the Bible? Oh, okay. Other than the Bible, um, I, man, the Bible just changed my life. So it's hard to think of a book that was not as impactful as that. Um, Oh, man, I'm going to have to think about that. I, there was a book um, a long time ago, and I kept it gosh, for a very long time. It was about a girl who went to sleepaway camp and she, the title of the book was Laura's Luck. And I remember I relating so much to this young girl because things didn't quite go her way a lot of the time. Um, but she persevered and she always, she wanted so badly to do the right thing but had a hard time doing the right thing sometimes. And that one has always stuck with me. I'm thinking in particular about a time where there was a dress that she wanted. Um, She was going to go to a party and she wanted a dress, but I think the dress was like $12 and she only had seven saved. 
And I don't know why that stuck with me the way that it did, but just that um, the things that we want are worth being patient for. And sometimes the things that we really want aren't the best things for us. Um, so I don't know. That's Laura's luck, I guess, to answer your question. Well, it sounds like a sweet book that really impacted you and, you know, yes. helped you, was it, see, you know, see yourself in another character and teach you so many wonderful things. And I think that's the power of children's books is they have the power to help us see beyond ourselves and just, you know, see beyond the world that we live in. And I, I love that your book, uh, has done that also just to help us help me as a boy mom see beyond <laughs> the you know gaming world that my kids like to live in and to see that you know God's working on their hearts and their minds just as hard as I am. <laughs> That's a thing that I've had to think about a lot over these past few weeks. And you know, after taking my son to college, and you know you you pour in and you pour in and you pour in, and then. When you know, not everybody is their path is not always college, but there is a letting go point. Mm -hmm. And I have really taken a lot of comfort in knowing that God loved him even before I did, and he loves me more than or he loves him, <laughs> he loves me too, but he loves him even more than I could do. And oh my gosh, that's so much! And that that just that's so peaceful and so i i hope that um i don't know as a as a boy mom i hope that that's something that you can take comfort into so i know it's I'm, one of those things is you know our love for our kids is so big it's hard to imagine a love beyond that because we do anything for them and it's amazing that god does love a million times more than we can. And that just is so hard to comprehend, but it, like you said, it can be such a giver of peace when you're like, when they're going through a hard time, you're like, okay, God's going to use this. God's going to do what he needs to do to accomplish the goal that God has for your, your sons. And so ah, deep breath, right? Oh, absolutely. And that's, I hope in, in my little story that there's enough ups and downs um, that give parents things to talk about with their, with their sons and, or daughters, but with their little readers that yes, sometimes things are hard, but God teaches us something every step of the way. And we may not always see it in the, in the moment, but it's there. That's right. And I love what you have their friendship element that Jeff and his two buddies and just the struggle that they have. And I think, you know, in this post-COVID world, friendship has been this really awkward thing for my young kids and that it's really neat to see the ups and downs that Jeff goes through with friendship just to be like, yeah, it doesn't have, just because you have a friend doesn't mean they don't talk to anybody else. <laughs> That's hard for young minds to understand, like just because they are your friend, but they can talk to other people too. <laughs> There, there is absolutely and friendships can be so so hard at that age because mm -hmm. i mean again they're they're seeing things through a through a me lens and um how yeah, people aren't you know they're not a gaming con you can't use your little controller and make them do the things that you want them to do that's not a kind thing that's not a loving way to be and you know, learning to be a good friend is a very important skill 
Yeah, it's, it is, especially at kind of that middle grade age, because once they hop over to middle school, it's a whole new game and then high school and college and it never stops. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Well, Kelly, what can we expect next from you? I have, um, I'm working on a picture book um, right now, and I'm also working on another middle grade and um, God willing, I, I'm hoping they will find a home and be be in front of eyes and hands soon, sooner rather than later. That's Very. what I'm working on. Very Just neat. That's exciting to see things moving forward and uh, exploring your own creativity and the worlds that you want to create for readers and uh, parents too. So where can people find out more about you, Kelly? So um, you can find Jeff Pennant at uh, my publisher's website, which is chickenscratchbooks.com. And um, you can also find it at my website, which is kellymckinney.com. And that's Kelly with an I, um, M-C-K-I-N-N-E-Y. Very fun. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Kelly. Uh, Valerie, thank you so much for having me. Best of luck with your podcast and, and all the things that you have going on. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining Kelly and me on this episode of the Bookworthy Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for any books or links we discussed. Then let us know in the comments what was your most memorable Halloween costume. And don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button to help us discover more great books together. Happy reading.